Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. know how annoying younger brothers can be because when I look back on my childhood I can see that it must have been awful for my older brother he was number one when he was born and then I come along and try to be first instead in everything whatever he had or did from then on I wanted it he might say it's not fair but he'd be told to share and I would say it's not fair and he would be told to share and then I'd break it or lose it psychologically they say first children in birth order are generally compliant and neat and tidy and ordered I was just psycho ripping it smashing it breaking it when I was about six my brother got the most fantastic toy imaginable at the time it was called Fort Laramie I found out they're still available now as a vintage toy this thing was absolutely amazing the dream toy for a boy around my age or around his age so of course as soon as he opened it on his eighth birthday I set off crying it's not fair I want one I want it it's not fair and my mum and dad told me to be quiet and Terry said it's mine it's mine but of course I just kept up with the screaming and shouting my recollection's hazy but I'm pretty sure all I remember getting for my birthday was a torch you know where you can turn it on and turn it off and the batteries ran out after a day anyway because I forgot about the turn it off part so now all I had left was this stupid broken torch as far as I was concerned and Terry gets Fort Laramie with the 5th Cavalry and everything it's not fair so eventually to keep the peace mum says to Terry let Anthony play too tell your brother that he can have the little Indian figures and you have the cowboys now understand this was the 1970s when nobody in those terrible days ever thought about the geopolitics or history involved in children playing they just wanted the kids to be quiet and there were no iPads where kids could do realistic battle simulations anyway so Terry says it's not fair but nobody listened to him and actually now I can see he was entirely correct it wasn't fair but family often isn't it's just family so it's not fair didn't work for him the same way as it usually worked for me and so I just thought brilliant and I grabbed all the little Indian figures and the horses and eventually Terry stops crying and because he's tidy and methodical he then spends like a quiet hour on his own figuring out where exactly to position all the cowboys and the cavalry to strategically repel all borders then Mum sees he's finished doing that and says okay Anthony you go and get yours and you can play nicely together now to which I say I can't I don't know where they are and she says of course you do Terry let you borrow them so you can play together now go and get them but then I had to explain that while Terry had been playing his boring game on his own I'd played the more exciting game that I called dig holes in the garden and bury the small action figures alive in them so I really didn't know where any of them were 
This would be one major reason why you can't now buy Terry's Fort Laramie as a vintage toy on eBay today. Why am I telling you this horrible story? Not because I'm proud of myself, that's not the reason. It's just to help lead in again to the story we've been looking at that Jesus told from Luke chapter 15. And last week we realised it was about two sons. And we looked at the younger brother who took everything that he could get and then went off and lost everything. And then there's the older brother. Let's look again at the story and notice his part in the story. What was the story like from his perspective? Remember, Jesus is telling stories about things that were lost being found to try and help some religious people who thought they were more righteous and God was just as angry with people who messed up and broke his rules as they were. And he wanted them to see what God is actually like. So he says, like, a shepherd looks for a sheep that was lost and alone in the world, so it's found and at home. And a woman loses a precious coin in her house and searches until she finds it. Things can be lost out in the world or in the house. That's what those stories tell us. And then Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. How many sons? Two. The father has two sons. The older one often gets forgotten about, doesn't he? It's not fair. One gets called the prodigal son when he gets lost in the world. Yes, he get lost. That's what this older brother's going to think. He's the annoying one. He's the younger one. The other one is the good boy, the perfect child. He stays and he works hard, but it seems he doesn't get a lot of say around here. The father, who really in his opinion, should kick the younger son's butt and send him to his room for his impertinence, actually goes along with the ridiculous plan instead because, of course, he's asking and whatever he wants, he gets. And it's not fair. And he'll only break it or lose it. Just you wait and see. Verse 13. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. And the older brother would say, told you. Verse 14, after he spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. Great, serves him right. You know, I knew no good would come of any of this. So he went and hired himself to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but nobody gave him anything. Well, why should they? After the way he treated his father and left everybody else to dutifully do all the hard work around here, while he goes off doing all kinds of disgusting things and brings shame on everybody else, he'd better stay well away because I guarantee nobody here will want to give him anything either. See how he likes that. Verse 17. So, when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have got food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go to my father and say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate, for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. 
Meanwhile, it says this, the older son was in the field. Well, of course I was out in the field, sweating and slogging, because it doesn't get done by itself, you know. Somebody has to do all the work around here. Especially since Junior went off with so much of the inheritance after conning the old fella into dad cashing in the deeds for him and his wild, wicked, wanton adventures in who knows where, doing who knows what with who knows who. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. <laughs> Smells like a barbecue. Smells like a party. Who ordered this? Who stopped the work and planned the party around here without my say-so when we've got all this list of jobs to do? Music, dancing, you know what that leads to? Fun. We're meant to be doing serious business around here. Six days a week thou shalt labour, and on the seventh day thou shalt Sabbath. No mention of fun in there, is there? Hmm. So, why do I hear the Macarena? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. What? Dad has done what? It's not fair. Verse 28. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. Do you see how much the father wants his children with him here? He goes out and speaks kindly to this older son who pulled the plug on the disco and makes this angry scene that embarrasses the father publicly in front of all of his guests. Verse 29, but he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you. Never obeyed your orders, yet you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? I underline that phrase, this son of yours. What else do you notice about his reaction? Remembering, this is Jesus trying to get people to see who they could be like in the story. God's the Father. That place is already taken. He comes with grace, which some have said means unmerited favour. And that's the least that you can say about the love that is lavished upon the younger son just because he comes home. Not because he earned it or deserved it. He was lost and alone. And when you've been lost and alone in the world, the Father orders a celebration when you're found and at home. He doesn't give you what you deserve. He doesn't give you a lecture. It isn't fair that no matter if you lost everything, he gives you everything you need. A ring, a robe, sandals, symbolising complete restoration of authority, belonging in the family and purpose. This kind of grace that God gives us is absolutely scandalous to religion, where you have to try your best to be perfect and maybe God will allow you to serve him. The older son can't get his head around that because his heart is full of bitterness already. See, it's easy to spot people who are lost in the world. They may, might be the have everything the world can offer and chasing all its pleasures that never satisfy kind of lost going on, or the what am I even doing here surrounded by pigs, they could have come to that stage. God doesn't wait for us to clean up our act before he loves us, because he never ever stops loving people. As Festival Manchester approaches, we want to be right at the centre of helping people see that and hear that kind of love from the Father is right there for them. No matter what, Jesus has already paid the price, laid down his life, being the sacrifice and the substitute, when on the cross he gave his perfection for our imperfections, his sinlessness for our sinfulness, his life for our death. So we don't get fair, we get forgiven. 
if today you feel lost in the world, come home to the love of the Father and you can find community with the rest of us who are similarly broken and equally loved. When I was in the police, if you went to a report that somebody was missing from home, there was a form you had to fill in, the police loved forms. You turn up at the house and there's this frantic parent who wants you to call in the sniffer dogs and the helicopter and get a search party. But before anything, he has a tick box on the form that says, have you searched the house? Because you'd be amazed how many times the child that they thought was lost was actually hiding in the house somewhere. Maybe they'd threatened to run away because they were cross and then crawled under a bed or in the loft or a cupboard. There they are, fast asleep. Because you can be lost in the world, but Jesus' story is really about two sons and one was lost in the house. It's harder to spot somebody lost in the house. I'm talking about somebody now who can be in the church, grow up in the church, never leave it to do anything bad or shameful, but just be lost because they're geographically close but spiritually far, far away. They're on the farm but away from the father. You see it in what the older brother says. He says, all these years I've been slaving for you. I never disobeyed your orders. He's claiming this perfect record of obedience as he points to his shabby looking younger brother as if he's a stranger. Said, you never even gave me a goat. What kind of relationship does that kind of words describe? Is it a family or just a business transaction? How does he see the father? Does he even know his dad? He's, he's saying, it's not fair, he's your favourite, you never gave me anything. And all the time, he's doing the tasks, but where is the love? Jesus once dictated a letter to a whole church full of people in the Bible like this. He commended what they were doing that was good. He says to them, I know all about your deeds and your toil and your patient endurance, but this I have against you, you have forsaken your first love. I know it's not true of everybody and people leave churches for all kinds of reasons, many of them good, but I wonder if something happened through COVID and churches ended up losing a lot of older brothers and sisters. People who'd served for years and years in different ways, working really hard, but for them, serving had become slavery. And when that's you and you don't know you're lost in the house, but that's a big clue pointing to it, you start to not see what God wants you to do as anything but following orders. Lists of what you have to do or not do. All these years, he says. Then COVID struck and you don't have to go to church anymore. You're off the farm. You start to feel like, oh, this is what people, ordinary people, other people do with their time. And we love doing online for those who can't be with us. And you can build community that way if you want to and work at it. But so many older brothers and sisters, they never had a party when they were at church. So why would they come back now? It wasn't for them a celebration or a privilege to work with and for the Father. But when that takes root in your heart, here's what inevitably starts to happen too. You resent the focus on all these other people, these new ones, or the ones who haven't even heard yet. What about us? Why do we spend so much time and effort and energy on them? Why can't we just be like all those other churches that do just look after the 99? Even though the statistics and history show that churches which don't go out for the one and only look after the 99 pretty soon end up with 59 and 29 and 9 and 99 is now just the average age. It's not fair. You need to get that. You know, it's true. It actually isn't fair. What about us? They say, what about me? The older son refuses to come to the party. He's lost and alone. He needs to be found and come home. And so the father offers him what he needs. And it's not the same as the younger son got, a ring, a robe and sandals, but it's just as necessary. And only the father can give what he desperately needs, but doesn't deserve. Look at the next verse. It's all here. 
my son the father said to him you are always with me and everything I have is yours but we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost and is found what does the older son need what do you need today if you're physically close but you know actually you're spiritually far lost in the house how do you get the first love again come to the father he's got everything that you need but he can't and won't force you to come and receive he'll invite it's up to you here's the things my son the father said that's identity the older brother saw himself as a slave a servant not a son that's why he couldn't see this other guy as his brother anymore your identity here is not in what you do but whose you are my identity is not in leading this church it's that i am a child of my heavenly father it's who i am god is my dad and he loves me that's the most important thing about me it's the only thing that makes me any kind of important and i am a vip because of him it's not what i know it's who i know and i know that he loves me he loves me he loves me i am his child i'm one of his favorites my older brother jesus christ says so have you settled the issue of your identity yet if not life even your life in god will always be about performance and pride so you'll either always feel pressured or a failure who is god he's my father god is my dad and he loves me so my identity comes from knowing him what else does he say to me as the father said to the older brother number two he says you're always with me that's belonging in all of these stories there's a place of belonging there's a community to come back to my god is always with me awake and asleep in good days and in bad and if i'm working or resting having a bath or driving a car up a mountain or swimming in the sea where can i go from your presence home is where the heart is and my heart is at home with the father i belong i'm never alone i can have solitude he's still there i just have to know he's with me and welcome him and i come home to his love anywhere even on the farm the older brother didn't feel at home he never even came to the father he was far too busy for that like they say you can be so busy doing the work of the lord that you miss out on the lord of the work He's got no intimate relationship with the father or i suspect with anybody else he's too busy for that it was his workplace not his welcome place like you can serve in church and do your duty or you can serve as part of the family he could have had a party with his friends anytime he wanted the father said but i just wonder how many friends he had to invite if he had had a party number three the father said everything i have is yours that's permission question who owned everything after the father it says divided up the inheritance between them well the younger son's blown it so now everything that's left is his after the father died he'd actually get the lot he can do what he wants it all really belongs to him luke 12 32 jesus said fear not little flock for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom do you ever think of god like that really so you could help bring others to the party by inviting them to festival manchester you could help us make people who respond to the message there find out what it really means to have your sins forgiven and live a new life by helping them follow up their decision by befriending them and helping us to run these new knowing growing going short introductory courses that we're inviting people to do you could have the joy of being used by god to help others in that way no, you don't have to you don't have to do anything but you can do anything it's great isn't it it's fun doing what the father wants you to do it's the best way to live what do you want to do what do you want to do for god again you don't have to don't do it because you have to
Do it because you love him. It changes everything. Do it because he loves you. Do what? Well, I don't know. Ask him. God, what do you want me to do? Whatever happens, don't miss out on the party. Whatever you do. You know? Get into the groove. Get down and boogie. Nobody can't dance at God's party. You just start to move somewhere. You can do what you want with him. It's all yours. You're his child. I'm always with him. Everything that he's got belongs to me. I can't go wrong when I've got that kind of love inside of me. Life becomes a party when I'm living like that. You don't have to worry about breaking the rules or obeying orders. You can freestyle. You won't disappoint him. He never stops loving us. All those songs we dance to that talk about love, but it's his love that's real love. He's your dad and he's good and he wants you to do the dad dance with him. He loves you and he likes you. Anytime you want, anywhere you want, anything you need, go on, he's giving you everything. Have a go at something great because there's this great, big, happy, smiling God who's having a party and he wants everybody on the floor and enjoying the buffet. And with love like that, you can't possibly go wrong. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.